he could say to his son, he could say, listen, you might not be into it. However, when you grow up, you may be one of those people who wants to have sex with kids. And you're <laughs> from the smallest room in New York City. You're not going to be allowed to show. It gives you a reason so to So maybe live. now is the time to get it out of your system. Ah, this is the only time in your life when you're going to I'm sorry, but some rapists just can't do anything right. And a man is accused of raping a woman in her Hell's Kitchen apartment is the first to admit it. He picked the wrong woman to rape. The 30-year-old male model and accused rapist, Henry Romero, went into the bedroom and got into bed with the sleeping woman. She rejected him and told him to get off of her. It was then he realized he'd gotten into bed with the wrong woman. He'd intended to rape her roommate, who presumably would have been less not into it than the surprised and frightened woman he accidentally fucked. Now, the victim, for reasons unknown, was sleeping in the intended roommate's bed. And the woman he'd intended to get into bed with, was she overheard the whole thing. As reported in the paper of record in New York City, the New York Post. I'm quoting. Uh, he went into my room, thinking it was me. The alleged victim's roommate told the Post Wednesday, describing overhearing the ruckus in the bedroom next to hers. I heard her say, get off me, get off me. And then he said, I'm sorry, I thought you were your roommate. The account added a new detail, the alleged March attack by Henry Romero. He's now free on $3,000 bail on felony rape charges. Join me now, associate editor of City Journal, Seth Barron. Hey, Seth. Hey, Pat. How are you? I'm all right. Um, that's quite a story. Uh, $3,000 bail? It seems, um, it seems pretty uh, pretty low. It does seem low, but doesn't it, for a rapist? For a felony, for a rape? felony rape? Yeah. I think it, it might... Uh, I think it shows that they kind of see this guy's side of it a little bit, you know? Oh, it, it does sound like that, or that they're sy- somebody's sympathetic. Uh, I don't get it. Well, I mean, I, I totally get it. I mean, like, uh, in this situation, uh, I, it sounds to me as if the, his intended rape victim, uh, she's, you know, going to bat for him, at least explaining that the guy apologized right away. I don't know how he managed to get inside this woman so quickly without her thinking, without, you know... Without, without realizing who it was, maybe. You know, it's dark, I assume. Maybe they're a lot alike. I, roommates tend to have that, like, a similar kind of physical appearance sometimes. Well, it's kind of like a funny twist on one of the early Canterbury tales. <laughs> I'm not sure if you've read the, um, I believe it's the Clerk's Tale. Oh, no, I haven't um, read the Clerk's Tale. The Miller's Tale was rather amusing, rather Blazing Saddles-esque. Yes, the uh, Clerk's Tale is kind of the counterpart to the Miller's Tale, uh-huh. uh, where they these two uh, students visit a miller, and they... They switch things around so the so they can sleep with the Miller's um, wife and daughter and uh, wow they, they <laughs> first of all pretty ungrateful second of all they switch things around what do you mean like, well like there's a there's a like a chest in front of the bed so they move the chest to get the Miller to or the wife gets out of bed and then she, when she comes back to bed the chest is in front of their bed so she gets in. Mm-hmm. Um, this type of thing. Oh, I see. Um, Stuff that really just uh, doesn't make a lot of logical sense. No, it doesn't make a lot of logical sense. It just makes kind of like literary sense. But in this case, I don't understand. So he wanted to have sex. He wanted to rape the the other woman. Well, that was he... the way I put it. I mean, uh, if it's uh... was it his? Does he have a relationship with one of these women? Well, I, I I assume he has some relationship. He's in the apartment. He didn't break in. He's not charged with breaking and entering. No burglary. Oh. Uh... And okay. he, uh, 
intended to see this other woman who, but I don't think that it, the word girlfriend isn't used. I see. So I don't want to like upgrade their relationship or anything. Right. However, I do think if a woman's roommate is in your roommate's bed and you then for all intents and purposes, she's your girlfriend. Uh, I mean, well, I guess he sees it that way. Have they laid a trap for this guy? I mean, like, uh, what you know, like they must have been expecting him. I mean, not they, she. One of yeah, she. And, and it must have occurred to her that like, well, this guy's basically a uh, either a boyfriend or a booty call. And if he's a booty call, then she knows when he's there for. Her. And and if he, he's your boyfriend, you know what he's there for. If he's showing up in the middle of the night. I, it, I this is one of those things where you just need more information. I, I kind of feel that way. Yeah, but uh, the thing is, he's definitely charged with felony rape. Yeah, um, you know it's funny about bail because really uh, in New York State the law is bail is just supposed to be set um, based on flight risk. Yeah, you're not allowed to set bail to be punitive. Yeah, like bail is not supposed to be the punishment. It's just to, supposed to ensure that the person will return, and and they base it on income sometimes, I guess. Yeah, right? but three thousand um, dollars. His modeling career might not be going that well. Right, but I kind of feel like, well, okay, I might be facing twenty years to life. I'll give up the three thousand dollars. I guess if you put it up yourself, then you don't have bounty hunters after you anyway. But for a felony rape charge, I think they may very well keep an eye out on you. Oh, and it I'm does sure make you look would. more guilty, too. I That's think that true. the guy is, uh, he's got a pretty strong case in that he stopped right away. He apologized. He said, I thought you were, you were, you know, her roommate. I think oh, that, I that pretty much gets rid of the intent aspect. I mean, like, who would do that with their girl in the next room knowingly? Say, like, yes, I intended to rape somebody. I'm sorry, so the girl switched rooms? Yeah, she was sleeping and, yeah, he accidentally fucked her. I don't even think it's a rape. I think he accidentally fucked her. But I don't see how it goes. Look, I know how it is for me, and I'm not 30, nor am I a male model, but I certainly could be. Uh, of of uh, I could, You know what I could model? I could model shirts that are a little too tight. Because <laughs> <laughs> I always seem to be wearing one. It just seems to me that's very quick to get your dick hard in and to achieve a full rape, you know what I mean? And now I know that the definition of rape has expanded somewhat. Well, it seems like if you're getting into bed with a woman and think it's your girlfriend, mm-hmm. presumably there would be some um, affectionate foreplay of some sort. Yeah, exactly, yeah, some sort of... Uh, it's a, you know what, I think... Maybe, maybe that's the way they do it. Maybe she has this rape fantasy and they enact it from time to time. He just lets himself in. And then they switch bedrooms... And, uh, but you see, if that's, that's a dangerous game to play. Yeah. I don't know if, uh, I, I think, you know what, I think I'm going to go with what you said before, which is we need more information. A lot more. Yeah. Well, that's the story of Mr. Romero. Did you happen to look him up to see if you could find his modeling portfolio? <laughs> Man, see, that's why I like having you on the show because you're filled with good ideas. I uh, I will check that. In fact, I'll check it right now. Well, if you let's want just, to. Let's just see. Like, his name is uh, it's Henry Romero. Sometimes people tell me about stories that we covered, just you know, fans I talked yeah. to, stuff like that, and I have I don't remember it at all. They tell me about something I said, and these stories, man, there's so many of them. Okay, well, I, I'm not seeing yet his portfolio. Uh, I'm seeing more stories I mean, accusing him of being a rapist. Male, <laughs> male model <laughs> tends to dominate. I think male model could easily mean um, 
gay hustler or stripper, <laughs> so I don't know we're going to find a, oh, I an see. official portfolio. I see. That's what you, you were uh, pointing out my naivete. Well. I can see what you mean. Uh, what? He's at Abrams. There he is. Is that a... Um, is that a big? Um, oh wait, I, I think it was a yeah I, Abrams uh, Artist Agency. Yeah, that's I've heard of them they're before. Big, um, agents, okay. Yeah, well they're they're he, you know he is a handsome guy. Well, he lives in Queens. He lives in Astoria. Yeah, I mean, look, and and please I take mean, this for what it's worth. If you're going to get raped, then you, you could do a lot worse. What is he wearing on his head? That's some sort of a. It's uh, like it looks like he took his underpants and he put them on his head. <laughs> You may be right about that gay hustler thing. Should I reach oh, out? What does it say under accomplishments? He speaks four languages. What does he speak? That's Dutch, English, uh, Papiamento. Oh, okay. And Spanish. Uh, do you know what that is? Papiamento, it's like kind of a, um, it's, I think they call it talkie talk. It's like what they speak in like Aruba or it, it, it's a. Talkie um, talk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's what toddlers speak. No, no, it's. um. It's what like in Saint Martin, like they in, in like the the islands. It's a um, it's kind of like a Dutch English pigeon, I think. Okay, I hear you. Well, he has one certification, which is what mixologist. Oh, okay. Which uh, that is gonna that's gonna get you a lot of work, you know. Well, as a More, bartender, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, male model for Christ's sake. That's kind of like exactly what I pictured too, based on his name and based on uh, his occupation. So I think that. I think he's doing very well at looking exactly like what he's supposed to look like. In Violent Brooklyn, a two-on-one threesome turned into a three-on-one beatsome, leaving a 20-year-old man dead. Yes, the guy-guy-girl threesome occurred inside of the Park Slope apartment of 21-year-old Jack Doherty and ended badly when the other guy, Manos Economides of Gravesend, started shooting video of the two of them, uh, you know, fucking the unidentified woman. And when she noticed the camera, well, the woman became enraged and demanded Doherty drive her home to Staten Island. Well, tainted from the start by an upside-down penis-to-vagina ratio, at this point, the three-way was a disaster. And uh, the expected ending of uh, the men ejaculating onto the woman's face and ass replaced by a dark reality of a tense 40-minute car ride to the Forgotten Borough. Uh, yeah, this is this is, this did go back, and, and, and there's more to this story, because the guy ends up, you know, unfortunately dead through uh, some duplicity the photographer, on the part of the female. The photographer wound up dead. The photographer? Uh, <laughs> yes, the photographer. And you know what's funny? Videographer. Now that you say that, yeah, uh, and it's a quick note about the reporting of this story. And I'm going to c compare the accounts of the Post and the New York Daily News because there's a key difference, which I think demonstrates the Daily News, uh, how they seem to omit certain facts which might tend to compromise the symmetry and el eloquence and, and the perfection of, of their, what they like to do a lot, which is the perfect victim narrative. Uh -huh. And it's self-explanatory, the, the term perfect victim narrative. Good example of this is a story we covered, uh, I always remember it, it was a couple of years ago. But a guy shot another guy for hitting on or flirting with his wife. I never learned what exactly transpired between the victim, 18-year-old Isaiah Roberts, and Jones's wife. It's simply referred to as a harmless flirtation, which covers a range of shit, doesn't it? Sure, like Emmett Till. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, uh, some harm came from that. Yeah. And and I guess this continues in that tradition. The victim was repeatedly described as an aspiring architect, okay? With not much to back it up. He wasn't and in he school. Was, he was 18. <laughs> he was 18. He only had vague plans of going to college. It means he played with Legos. Yeah. <laughs> he played with his brother's Lego. So there's the hook. Okay. Aspiring architect. Another way the Daily News. And uh, and I'm sure almost every other paper these days creates the perfect victim. It's uh, it's important to focus on childhood interests. So so we have the hook, and now we have to look at their child. Anything they did at school, any scholastic achievement, athletics are great. Uh, they want to make you sentimental, and uh, and they want you thinking about this guy as a child. Right. So that's so that's another thing they do. Find out and report what kind of guy it was. You know, they go to his friends, family, they go to anybody he knew, and they go, was he kind? Uh, did he have a beloved pet? Was he a caring individual? Uh, would he? Would you say he was the kind of guy who, who would give you the shirt right off his back? And uh, they'll go, yeah. They go, would, and then the reporter will go, would you mind saying that? Because I, I can't quote myself. That's a, that's a stat miller trick. Yeah, oh, sure, sure, sure. No, that's totally how they do it. Yeah. But it's a huge lo- They want it to be like a huge loss, right? There's so much goodness and potential you know, is, is gone. And, and the Daily News does this all the time. So, and here's the, the last thing important in these stories. Minimize any trans, uh, transgression or, or provocation. Sure. So, which might cause you to feel less sympathy for the victim. Now, when they talked about the flirtation, I recall them using words like harmless and innocent repeatedly in you reference know, to him flirting with the man's wife. You know who they do this with a lot? Um, Sean Bell. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How yeah, Sean Bell. <laughs> Sean Bell tried to run a couple of cops <laughs> over with his car. Right, but they always say on the he was murdered by police on the morning of his wedding. Yes, yes, exactly. They yeah. <laughs> On the morning of his wedding. Now, I mean, okay, he was planning to get married that day, and um, but, okay, so the morning of his wedding, at six in the morning when he was coming out of the sleaziest strip club in Queens, <laughs> and then tried to run some cops over... I know that his fiance, who has changed her name to, she's added Belle to her name because, you know. Yeah, because she wants everybody to remember that she's a victim. Right. And, um, yeah. She's tried to, she's really made hay out of it. But uh, but they always say, like, he was killed on the morning of his wedding. Yeah, you're right. And that's exactly what we're talking about. This, see, I want to know what happened on the bus. That's what it is. You know it came out at trial because it was the supposed motive. Right. Now, the, the, what the judge said, he mentioned it during the sentencing, he called it a simple flirtation, mm. which is different from saying harmless or innocent. It should be on the regent's exam. I think it's relevant. Look, okay, I don't think anybody gets shot for flirting with someone's wife. All that, it's, it's about telling a story. It, right. It, you know, and, and I think that if it's uh, the inciting event of the murder, it deserves to be clarified. Much more than the fact that he played soccer as a kid, which they which they kind of focus on. So since they shamelessly bring up anything which tends to make him look good, right. my assumption is that if the flirtation was in the realm of something we all agree to be nothing, they would, you know, like if he tipped they, his hat and said, hello, ma'am. Said more, yeah. yeah, they would have spelled it out. So. Really, he was probably like, like making kissy noises and asking if she wanted to sit on his face or something like that. I mean, probably, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? Sure. It was it's something where people would go, "Oh yeah, fuck that guy." Now, was I hate um, the, I hate guys Was like the that. husband there at the time or he just heard about it? See, they didn't even that's what I mean, they didn't clarify right. they it don't at get all. Into it. it was a harmless flirtation. It could be a harmless flirtation like he wouldn't let up until I gave him my number 
and he's texted me three times. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. You know, was, right. I know lots of men and women who are jealous and vindictive and everything, but it just doesn't ring true for me. So uh, I'm sure whatever happened on the bus, uh, it had to be talked about in the trial. Could have been reported. It wasn't. So uh, here's here's kind of like a, just uh, to sum it up. Like here are the rules for creating the perfect victim. Find the hook. Could be anything. Recent grad, just got engaged, just became an uncle for the first time. If all else fails, speak in terms of his plans, his aspirations, mm-hmm. you know, so we can get sad for some shit he was going to do. And uh, number two, you make repeated reference to his childhood, other past achievements. Number three, quote family members and friends, anyone who will go on record to say he was a great guy and affirm that it is a tragedy. And finally, number four, discount or minimize transgressions, remove potential culpability. Okay, so like with Trayvon Martin. Yes, let's look at um, him. The hook. He was um, buying candy. Yeah, Skittles and tea. Yeah. And I was mm -hmm. no, go ahead. Yeah, he was doing a perfectly innocent thing, like every something every little boy does Mm -hmm. in a hoodie. And um, as far as minimizing transgressions, when he was caught carrying sharpened screwdrivers and other burglary tools around the school, and um, like a bag of jewelry. He um he yeah, they, had found it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what they reported. I don't he remember. <laughs> he was visiting his dad. Visiting his dad, and because, yeah. because he had been suspended from school, hadn't he? I mean, there yeah, was some it, reason why he was. Um, I think he was on parole, but he was a. Uh, yeah, and and then the Skittles and tea—that's some kind of shit for it's some kind of a drug thing, is what I heard. Is People that true? say he was you. Well, I think when you want to make lean, lean. Well, lean is like a cough syrup concoction. Oh. So people, I look. I don't know. People say that the way that a recipe for lean is you mix cough syrup with um, like fruit punch, which is apparently what he was buying, not iced tea, mm. and then put some like candy in it just to like for extra sweet. Clearly, if you wanted to, you don't need the tea and or the fruit punch and the candy. You could just drink the cough syrup. But apparently, this is the way they like to do it. Yeah, well, they, they drink... Uh, apparently, of... his liver uh-huh. was in terrible shape. Really? Like he was really diseased. And yeah. not just filled full of uh, lead and stuff and holes. No, 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 no. It was, it was, he, it was he, like really like like a really screwed up liver from like taking too much medicines. At, at, in his teens. That's, a, that's Apparently nuts. this is the case. Jesus, that's very interesting. See, that didn't get out. No. That wouldn't tend to make him seem, you know, like... No, a, a lot of stuff that... A child. They, they pretty much tried very hard to... Um, I, I, I agree with your, your, your points there. What I'm interested in is if you spot something funny uh, where you see a, a good, you know, perfect victim uh, type of... Uh, you know, story. Send it to me. I'd love to see it, I, I, and I'll, uh, I'll I'll talk about it oh, if you want. You know, I kind of have an interesting story about a perfect victim. Oh, please. Well, uh, this friend of mine lives in New Jersey. Oh my God! And his son, I guess, is eight. And the other day, he was um, at a sleepover for the whole baseball team, and he came home the next day and, and said, "Dad, the, um, like one of the kids kept trying to touch my penis all night." Like he was like grabbing at his 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 penis, mm. and he found it annoying. Slowly, slowly. 
<laughs> he found it annoying. Yeah. So um, my friend was saying, like, you know, he was thinking about um, calling the kid's dad because they're friends. The families are friends. He was going to call the kid's dad and say, you know, maybe this, maybe you should talk to your son about hand keeping his hands to himself and stuff. So yeah. I was saying, no, 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 don't, don't do that. Don't get involved. What you, what you do is tell, tell your son to tell all his friends <laughs> that they have a faggot in their midst, <laughs> and they can torture and hound him about it until he kills himself. <laughs> Because that's that's the way we used to do it. <laughs> Happy Gay Pride Day, by the way. If you were at the parade, it was uh, I understand it was marvelous. That's uh, that seems reasonable. You know, uh, the thing about uh, it would destroy the friendship between the, the parents if they brought it up. I mean, can you imagine what, what, how, what that guy's reaction would be? Well, it's funny. the The other idea I had was he could say to his son, he could say, "Listen, you might not be into it. However, when you grow up." You may be one of those people who wants to have sex with kids, and you're <laughs> you're not going to be allowed to. So maybe now is the time to get it out of your system. <laughs> this is the only time in your life when you're going to be allowed to have sex with kids. Ah, that is a good point. <laughs> That's um, a really good point, actually. Yeah. Well, he did bring it up to the parents. He said, "Yeah, your son uh, was like making a play for my son's penis all night." And um, they talked to the kid. The parents talked to the kid. And they said, no, no, no. He said it didn't happen. Uh, But I think we should get both families together tomorrow morning early, and we can get this all out in the open. And my friend said, well, I don't know if that's going to be so productive, but if you want, you can talk to my son and see what he has to say. And they were like, no. So I think they're just kind of like... Well, really stuck not, in. Um, we're not friends anymore. No, uh, kind of. Yeah, I mean, where do you go from there? Exactly. That's what I was saying. If you, if you bring it up with the parents, then that's uh, it's the immediate reaction. You know, he wants to get everybody, and and the dad, the the dad of the you know the uh, queer bait, he's like uh, he doesn't want to uh, discuss it. He didn't want to get together. No, I wonder why. He says it's not going to be very productive, but I mean, like it would certainly be, you know. Oh well, just like every because then it's like. Because I don't think he feels like putting his own son on the spot. Like, well, he says you did, it didn't happen. Right. Now like, you accuse him to everybody. Yeah, he told you this in confidence, you know. Right. So now, and he says he didn't do it. So the burden of proof is on you. They're I not. think the idea would have been to just, like, don't say anything. If that kid tries to grab your dick again, punch him in the face uh, and set a boundary. Stand up for yourself and your tiny dick. You know what I mean? How old are these kids, anyway? Like I, eight? Yeah, you got to learn to not... Uh, so, look, this is... Look, I appreciate the fact you brought this to me because I need to teach you this. But, uh, you know, in the future, you won't have to tell me because you'll know exactly what to do. If someone does that to you, then uh, you just let them have it. Well, um... Until they stop. You know, this seems reasonable, right? And, the, and then if they go, why are you guys fighting on here? Fucking, your son is grabbing my dick. So I had to punch him in the face. Um, seems reasonable. I guess. That's sexual assault, for Christ's sake. Yeah, but I think since they were friends, he was just like, hey, stop it. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kid, he, he probably wanted it. Maybe he was asking his dad, like, is that okay? Like, I didn't. That's, I think your, your idea of getting it out of your system 
is uh, you may be. I'm not saying that's the the best idea. I'm saying that just think about it. <laughs> well, th- the point of the uh, perfect victim scenario that I was setting up is that in this story, the Daily News omits the fact that that the victim is the one who did the shooting of the w- the shooting with the uh, video. The vi- you know yeah. during the threesome, they, they just said one of the she began to say one of the men started shooting video. Now, contrast that with the post. Here's their headline. Man gets murdered for trying to film his threesome. <laughs> Cops. Now, that's the way it's done. You know what I mean? Because that puts it all out there. I think that that's a, I think that's a huge part of the story. What if the other guy sh- started shooting video and then, and then this guy got killed? Yeah, it's weird because Jack Dordery, or whatever his name is, yeah. it doesn't sound like he got in any trouble. Well, he didn't. He, like, he, he didn't get beat up. No. He, uh, and what happened at this point in the story, by the way, after they, after she gets, goes fucking bananas about, uh, this guy shooting video, Darty, that's the guy who, uh, at the apartment that they're at, I think he's, you know, these guys are both in their early 20s. He delivered, you know, because she said she wanted to go home, so he's, he delivered the Choo Choo Princess back to the island kingdom of Shaolin, leaving Economitas alone back in Park Slope. Leafy Park Slope. This all happened within a mile of, uh, Mayor de Blasio's home there. The uh, angry participants in a consensual double-team fuckfest with two men then reportedly called her boyfriend and claimed that she had been raped. This is where a story gets really interesting. Uh-huh. We start off with a threesome, and then we have a fight. Now we have a, a rape accusation to a boyfriend, and we have a very, very angry boyfriend. According to the police, there's no evidence of a, that this was a rape. Uh, and Darty is, is not being uh, questioned along those lines, I don't think. But... Uh, Around the time that, that, that this guy returned to his apartment, it's, you know, 40 minutes to Staten Island and back. It was another 40 minutes or so. So he, he gets back. Three men arrived, and surveillance video showed uh, these guys. They're chasing Economitas with baseball bats as he tried to leave the building. This is none other than her boyfriend, who she called and said she had been right. She... she that's, it. that's who she it. called. Yeah, so they come over, and they just start hitting this guy. Beaten with baseball bats, died from three stab wounds in the chest and back. He dead. Uh, building wow. resident, 37-year-old. Uh, no, of course they, you know, witness shit like that. 37-year-old Ca- uh, Carol Peterson said, uh, it's like something out of a horror movie. It's horrible. It's a nightmare. I think uh, that's a glass half-empty assessment. Um, I mean, sure. if you if you look at the footage uh, on Economita's phone, it could it could neatly set into it could be several subgenres of porn, not a horror movie. Add that to the surveillance video, you got a snuff film. If you focus on the relationship between the woman and her boyfriend, it's kind of a Tarantino esque love story. Yeah, you're right. This could be like this could be so many things. Is, I think if you, it depends on your point of view, but for Economitas, it was strictly a Greek tragedy. <laughs> He was screaming for help, leaving bloody handprints. He knocked on the door of 74-year-old Joy Liguari's nearby apartment. This is the end of this man's life. So he told Liguari, they stabbed me. They stabbed me twice. And she ignored his request uh, not to call 911. And among his last words that he said to her were, I'm so sorry. He was apologizing. Wait, he asked her not to call 911? Yeah. I, uh... Even though he was dying? He might not have known he was dying. But, yeah, it's sad, isn't it, that he would say that? Don't call 911. There's a lot of pathos to this story. At some point, 
uh, Economita's girlfriend, who, like the unidentified woman's boyfriend, was not involved in the sex. Oh, he had a girlfriend, too? Yeah, and uh, she got an ominous Instagram message Same. that said, your boyfriend fucked up and will be taken care of, which is uh, ominous, to I'll, say the I'll least. I'll say. Yeah. And uh, the last words he said to, to his girlfriend were, uh, I'm going over to Jack's to play video games and shit. <laughs> <laughs> 4.30am, Economitas of Gravesend died in the hospital. Hours later, his girlfriend arrived at the scene and she said, oh my God. Oh, he was from Gravesend? Gravesend, yeah. Oh, okay. So Deep basically, Brooklyn. they, so he's from Gravesend and he and his buddy in Park Slope Somehow make this assignation with this girl from Staten Island. Yeah. To all have sex together. Uh huh. The Gravesend Greek starts filming it. Yes. The Staten Island girl gets mad. Livid. Livid. The Irish Park Slope guy drives her back to Staten Island. Uh huh. She tells her boyfriend that she's been gang raped. Or just raped. Raped, yeah. And I think that she probably put it on Economitas because that seems to be who they were looking for. Yeah. So, and then he gets a bunch of his friends. Two of them. Two of them to go to Park Slope and kill the Greek guy. And they do. They, that's, they, they uh, beat him to death. That's 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 a terrible story. It's 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 terrible for everybody. Everybody ends up... Uh, the worst for this, for this, as we'll see in just a bit. Another, uh, the police took a, an aluminum bat they found forever. And, uh, they took it into evidence. It was labeled Magnum. Well, the Magnum aluminum bat is a lower-end model uh, manufactured by Easton, which is headquartered in Thousand Oaks, California. Easton's the world's largest leading, or excuse me, it's the world's leading manufacturer, uh, manufacturer of baseball and softball equipment hmm. and is the most iconic brand in these sports. The Magnum features a one-piece alloy construction said to be perfect for power hitters and contact hitters alike, uh, as well as an ultra-thin handle making the Magnum easy to control and a joyous swing. It's been hailed by some as one of the best bats for the money for its sleek design and surprising amount of pop. However, in customer reviews, the Magnum earned just two out of five stars, with most complaints centering around durability, easy bending, warping, and denting on contact with the ball, so some customers said it was, uh, some, some of them said it was also hard to find the sweet spot on this bat. Oh, I see. Now, the reviews do focus on the use of the bat for uh, youth athletics. It's not, uh, it's not mentioned uh, in terms of its viability as a murder weapon. And no mention of how it rates as a blunt force uh, object when it connects with a skull. But anecdotally, I think we could possibly say that the Easton Magnum may not get the job done since these goons did eventually switch to knives. Yeah, clearly they couldn't find the sweet spot. Yeah. <laughs> you want to really pound it, you know? Now, uh, if you have some flexibility with your price point, you might consider uh, spending a little more going with the Cyclone. Uh, they, uh, the Cyclone uses Easton's 7046 alloy, which is a little more durable, better performing than the alloy used in the magnet. It's about a $40 bat. Hmm. Uh, and uh, now today, we have, as you sent me to... The jailhouse interview, they caught the guy, the boyfriend. And so the killer, the guy who responded to his girlfriend's plea for help. Yeah, and, and 
who, you know, she, in his mind, had been attacked by this guy and raped. And uh, his name is Christopher Membrino, uh, 24. And when he heard the news, he got insane in the Membrino, charged with murdering Manos uh, Economitas, 20 years old. 20 years old. And already having threesome, slucky fucker. Wow. And hours after the victim uh, had done that, he was dead. Now, uh, with Jack Darty, only 21, now police believe the girlfriend became upset after one of the men tried filming the threesome, which we know. Uh, and uh, you see, he had thought that she had been raped, so he wanted to give this jailhouse interview to say a few things. He had, he had some shit on his mind. Guy's a hothead. We know that already. Right. He's not going to respond by giving this some careful thought and speaking with his lawyer. He is going to... <laughs> the Daily News. Get, get, the, get them in there. He says, I threw my life away for a fucking lie. My life is over because of a fucking lie. I'm astonished. I don't, well, no. <laughs> he didn't, I'm sorry. He didn't say <laughs> I wish he I'm did a, say that. I'm astonished. <laughs> yeah, it's a, an astonished Membrino said... Excuse me. When a reporter from the Daily News told him that cops believed, yeah, she had lied to him. The cops did. Yeah. He so said, he's sitting in prison, th- imagining that he had done a. Even though he'd killed somebody, at least he did it to salvage his girlfriend's honor. Yes, and to you know to uh, make justice, get rid of her attacker. Yeah, he was yeah. looking for justice, but now he finds out it's a lie, that and that and that she had just been fucking these two dudes. <laughs> And, and and not only had she been cheating on him uh, by having this fun little encounter, now he's in prison, possibly for the rest of his life, for for this, you know, sitting in Rikers Island as summer sets in. <laughs> <laughs> There's parades and shit out here. Everybody's having a good time. I mean, can you imagine how hot it is on Rikers Island? Oh yeah, I I I imagine it's a little stuffy. They probably don't put uh, prisoner comfort first in the priority. Like in what some like jail cell, like some industrial institutional jail cell from like the fifties or sixties or whatever. Mm-hmm. Concrete walls. Yeah, rats. Rats really like close, just loaded with hot-tempered felons and violent <laughs> maniacs. <laughs> Yeah, and there you are going. Yeah, I'm here because uh, I, I was fooled. I was fooled by a woman who turned out to be unfaithful. It's so so. He's way worse off. The guy who's dead clearly worse off. The guy who lost his friend, he'll probably never participate in another threesome again. And uh, the neighbors, they they're like they're, li- they're, they're tr- yeah, and certainly the girlfriend who's like, wow, not only did he cheat on me, he got killed for it. Well, how about the girlfriend who was, um... Bucked. Yeah. Well, she came out okay. Yeah, she seems like she's, um... I wonder if she feels any compunction about any of this. Like, the guy that she... She got somebody killed. Uh She set up her boyfriend to do the killing. And now he's going to go to prison with his friends. And they'll go too, right. And she's just like, well, whatever. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think that she uh, probably figures that she tied up all her loose ends. Like I mean, that. she could be like some kind of genius. It sounds like like the Last Seduction or one of those movies. It's epic. 
and she played it perfect. She's like Michael at the end of The Godfather, you know? Yeah. The, like Mo Green getting one through the eye. Right, right, right. No, exactly. Yeah, all every, that shit is happening. She's just taking care of all her enemies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, she's at the christening, you know? Uh, Meanwhile, she's at some, like, she's getting her, like, nails done on the south shore of Staten Island. Yeah. Not even really thinking about everything that just happened. No. You know? It's like, it's, uh, that's the past. Yeah, I fuck those two Jews. I wonder if, here's what I wonder, how long it'll be before uh, Jack Darty even masturbates to the thought of that threesome. <laughs> you would think out of loyalty to his friend, he might wait a few days. Oh, my God. It's a, man... No, tragic, you're right. tragic situation. Yeah, you're, I, mean, like, right. I guess that's a that's a perfectly good fantasy, just blown. Serious memory. Yeah, poor Jack. Uh, hey, you know what though? He he has his life. He came out better. He's the second best, I think. He came out the second best in the whole thing. Although he, I mean, besides the neighbors, but anybody who was directly involved, at least he's alive. Yeah, uh, he's I not bet, facing a rape charge. No, he's not facing a rape charge, and he's not facing a. Uh, you know, the, everybody that wanted to kick his ass is in jail. Right. And uh, it's not his fault anyway. No, he just, he's mean, alive. Yeah. and uh, I mean, his neighbors, he might not get his lease renewed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If, because his, his neighbors are now like, oh, you're, you're the guy who, uh, you're like a sex maniac. Yeah, every, people every, get murdered in your apartment. Every single woman in the building is bringing in brownies and shit. Oh, well, maybe. <laughs> I, they, they, they're fascinated by things like that, I'm sure. Because he's, you know, hey, man, he's the man. He had the fun sex party. Well, the, uh, you know, the guy, uh, the guy's dead. Oh, that's just a, that's just a goddamn shame. Uh, I'm going to give you some more quotes from uh, Membrino here. Christopher Membrino. Uh, insane in the Membrino, Membrino, Christopher. I just wanted some fucking justice. I wanted to hold him still until the police got there. That's what he told the news. He was fighting me. I had to defend myself. I had to fight back. So, you see, by coming out there with bats and two friends... <laughs> That was self-defense. Yeah. I don't think this guy understands. Like, I, think, I think he has like a very, um, I don't know, uh, maybe a, a very kind of a primitive sense of justice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, like decidedly pre-modern. <laughs> if not downright medieval. Uh, I'm going to hold him until the police get there. Well, I imagine you could have just called the police and said... My girlfriend was raped. Yeah, they clearly. I don't even think the police were called at any point. They didn't go there and try to hold him for the police. What, did he say to her, "Call the? Why don't you call the police?" Did he tell the girlfriend to call the police? He also says he was so high at the time that he uh, has uh, his memories of the slaying are hazy. Could this be a um, a strategy, a legal strategy? <laughs> I guess, yeah. He says that she sounded distraught and scared on the phone. I don't understand why he would be talking to the um, the Daily News about this. Uh, but I, you know what? Wait, say you're in prison. He's impulsive. You're on in Rikers. I I believe I read the story. I believe he says he hasn't slept or eaten in five days. Eaten in five days or showered. Christ. Um, you're in this hellhole, and they say, "Oh, you have a visitor. Do you want to talk to the visitor?" I mean anything to break the yeah the monotonous violent hell so he's like oh okay I'll, I'll you know he gets to go down to the visitors room there's probably like um 
vending machines. <laughs> so he can get, like, you know, so a microwavable cheeseburger or something like that. If he has enough, you know. Well, um, no, they would buy it for him. Oh, the, right. The Daily, New- the Daily News. Although, maybe the Daily News is like, I'm sorry, that's unethical. We cannot buy you a soda. <laughs> I personally will buy you a bag of Fritos. <laughs> that's as good as it gets. He, uh... He does say this. This is surprising to me because he says, uh, did she set me up? I deserve to know the truth, he said, pleading for answers before accepting reality. Um, So he said this to the cops. He wanted to know if he was set up. And then he said this. I still love her, even though she set me up. That's what he told the news. Mm. I don't know why I still love her. Well, that's that's a primitive type of a reaction, too. You know what I mean? I I guess uh, it's that... uh, He's uh, he's a man who runs on emotion, he, and the mm. logic of the situation is that passion. Yes, passion. He's Membrino is going to be locked up for the rest of his life, or twenty years, or fifteen years. Just, I, I just can't see any way out of it. It's, no, I, I think you're 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 really uh, giving him uh, false hope by saying fifteen or twenty years. I think he's he's going to get like probably thirty to life. I think the maximum is twenty five to life for murder. Oh, really? Yeah, and. You can't just get life. But, but if okay. you get 25 to life, it's still to life, you know? Yes. <laughs> Let's not forget that. Yes, and given this guy's, like, um, impulsivity, mm-hmm. I'm not so sure he's going to um, have a clean, necessarily have the cleanest record in inside. He might not play well with others. Yeah. Uh, if he hears about a rape, he's going to go. Oh, my God. He'll, <laughs> just, he'll just go nuts, like, <laughs> if his cellmate is like. <laughs> Did you say rape? Uh, I, 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 now people say that women don't ever, you know, like almost all claims of rape are real and, uh, a very but, small percentage would ever be fake. I, uh, but this was not even like, it's not like she made a false report to the police. No, that's true. She just lied to him. She just lied to her boyfriend, which is, I guess, not illegal. No. And she doesn't really stand to get any punishment for this. I, I can't imagine how that would go down. What would the crime be? I mean, uh. Bearing false witness against thy neighbor. Maybe, you know, suborning, suborning something. I, I think she's just like, um, you In know. Clea? Yeah, probably, like getting her toes done, like munching on an oxy. Well, then how can you not love her? You know what I mean? I mean, that's... that. that she's, like the, she's like the, 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 the consummate femme fatale. I wonder if she's... I guess she's single now. Her boyfriend's all locked up and everything. Well, who knows? I mean, she could be. She could have another boyfriend. Yeah, she could have a secret family. I mean, he could be her like that. He could have been, you know what? Her pimp? No, not at oh, all. Like oh. he's probably like <laughs> just like, not even her boyfriend. You're right. He probably is like some like spineless, like you know, friend zoned, like. And he Idiot! Th- he thought this would close he thought the deal. That this would like that makes sense. He's because he, he's he's doing she's it like, for the pussy. She's like, "Do you love me or not? Yeah, you gotta get, you gotta do this. <laughs> do you love me or not?" And he's like, "Yeah, of course I do. Of course." She's like, "Christopher, you gotta kill. You gotta get him. He raped me." And like her real boyfriend is like, you know what? You know who her real boyfriend probably is? A married contractor with like a pool mm-hmm. and like three kids who promises that he's going to leave his wife for her and she's like 
you know. Yeah, she's the side piece in that situation. Right, she's the side piece. And Christopher Membrino is like the schmuck. Um, I don't know, what do you call it? Like when a woman just has some guy who like does her errands and... Like a ducky. I think of him as a ducky from, uh, what is that, 16 Candles Oh, or okay, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Like just... just some beta moron. Yes. Uh, it's That's exactly what he is. He's a beta moron who's really willing to, I mean, this is a guy. He's probably a virgin. He's very, very loyal. Very loyal. What an idiot. Yeah, what an idiot. And even though he's in there, he's like, I still love her. <laughs> Will you he, visit me? He thinks that's romantic, yeah. Will you visit me? <laughs> She's never going to come see him. <laughs> he's, uh, he, the Membrino says he just wants some answers. That's he all he wants. wants some he wants some answers. That's the last thing this guy wants. And he says, this if, is... he t- if he found the answers, <laughs> he, would ha- he would have no option but to like. And this is what he says. He says, this is my life now. He said, gripping his beige jumpsuit in his fist. I can't do it anymore. I really don't know what I have to live for. Nothing. And he's like, I miss Angela. <laughs> <laughs> Elsewhere in the borough so violent, they named it Brooklyn, a well-to-do gay financier is now a well-to-dead financier after a gay bondage hookup gone wrong. Oh, dear. 57-year-old Neil Rodney Smith found naked lying on his back in bed with a wet towel stuffed in his mouth and a pillow over his face. Well, that was a big weekend. Now the Clock Tower condominium is where he was found. It was on Main Street. That's uh, a very expensive place. Sure. It's like uh, they just, uh, an apartment was sold there for over $5 million. Five wow. Million. And uh, that's cert- that's higher than the average for that place, but it's, it's a, you know, it was the penthouse. High-ranking uh, police source said this. He went online and hooked up with some guy, and uh, whatever they were doing, he died. Okay. That sounds as if uh, there's there's just a, a vague whiff of condescension, and uh, I don't want to know what these guys do in the privacy of their own room. Right, thing, right, yeah. right. Which is fine. Now, the, uh, the police source said that Smith's uh, 30-year-old house guest... This police source. <laughs> he said that Smith's 30-year-old house guest from Bogota, Colombia, uh, named Jonathan Santa Maria Gonzalez, he says that he heard a guy in there with him. He heard them having sex. This guy has a 30-year-old Colombian house guest with four okay. names. Uh, it's, it sounds like the birdcage. The, the Post reports that there were no signs of trauma, and police still investigating as to whether or not there was any foul play. Which is, it's, that's got to be the most genteel way uh, of uh, saying, uh, killing a guy, you know? It's a genteel term for that. What? Foul play. Foul play. You know, isn't that, that's foul play. Well, you know. Killing a guy. It, it may not have been a, um, he may just have had a heart attack or something. While he was uh, chewing on a wet rag with uh, mm. his pillow on his face. Well, there's more evidence to support this whole thing because... Uh, According to a police source here, there's video surveillance of a guy and a girl outside the apartment. The girl stays out and the guy goes in. Smith hmm. had been talking online with the man uh, in the footage before he was found dead. After that, not as much. Oh. Uh, police are looking uh, into whether the guy was a prostitute. Mm-hmm. I think it was on Craigslist that they hooked up. And uh, Craigslist is not a safe way to find dates always or other services. Did you Did you know that? Um. Not always, is what I'm saying. 
Because a lot of those Craigslist hookers uh, went to uh, Staten Island and were murdered by the Staten Island, not Staten Long Island, Long Island serial, right. serial killer. So that's that's a dozen dead right there. It sounds like it's not a great place to to make um, to to have dates. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of glad. I love being married um, because of all the shit happening now in this realm of. Uh, I mean, like. Just knowing how badly things can go. Yeah. Yeah, you meet up with a girl, you think it's all great. You have sex, you and your friend are banging her. Next thing you know, it's batting practice. Wow. You know, I mean, that's rough. We see here's a guy who called Backpage.com, an East Village guy. This comes uh, from the New York Post. And uh, he called an ad on Backpage.com for a massage. But instead of getting a relaxing rub... He got a, a not very relaxing rob. He was robbed and assaulted when two men showed up at his at his pad. 49-year-old victim booked a massage around 8 p.m., the massage hour. And uh and uh, they someone he buzzed someone in uh around 11:30. It's on 12th Street. Thinking east, it thinking East or West. Uh it was uh East 12th Street, the East Village. Uh, you know, thinking it was the masseuse, he opened the door to his apartment. That's a, that's what you do. You, somebody you're expecting someone to buzz. You don't want to get. Usually those fucking intercoms don't work great. Right. And uh, so you just go. All right, there she is. I am. She had, was it? Was he expecting a woman? Oh, you know something. Uh, I guess I'm again. Uh, <laughs> I imagined a you're woman. You're very heteronormative. <laughs> And on Pride Day, I think you would be a little bit more open-minded. You're right. So he's expecting a sexy guy like uh, like uh, Romero there, the, the model. Sure. But uh, that's not what he got because he opened the door thinking it was a masseuse. And you know what? Uh, by the time he realized the two men were not the masseuse he ordered, it was too late. So I guess he must have been expecting at least a man. Because you would immediately recognize. He says, I was expecting somebody, and I thought uh, that it was that person. And then they just came in, and they just pushed. I said, you're not the person I'm expecting. <laughs> huh. he, he explained that to them. Oh, what? We're not? We're not the masseuse? Thanks for telling us. Cause oh. they, they, and he says, they punched me like three, four times in my head, my mouth. That's a little cut up and swollen. So uh, What did they take? Well, you know what? You know what they took? Uh, they snatched his iPhone from his pocket. And his innocence. And <laughs> his faith in Backpage. The robbers are part of a scam. That's what the victim said. He said he thinks... <laughs> I think it was a trick. <laughs> I'm connecting it to... Because you know what? The masseuse never showed up. Whoa. Oh, my God. Maybe the masseuse is dead somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> he probably needs help. I'm going to call him. <laughs> okay, I'll meet you. Where do I meet you? By the, by the dock. Okay, I'll be right there. <laughs> Bring $5,000? Okay. Save the masseuse. He, ref he refused to uh, name the name of the company that, that he ordered the masseuse from. It's not helping others because, like, that's no. that, that would be nice to get that out there if you think right. it's a scam. I think it's a scam, but uh, I'm not going to put no, it. No, I'm not going to because that would violate their trust. <laughs> 
I think it's something these guys do all the time. Is that what he said? Yeah, he said what they'll do is they'll just post a picture of a guy uh-huh. that is not them, and the then they and then they try, uh, and then they and then they uh, try just to rob. <laughs> this guy doesn't sound that swift. I think it's something these guys do all the time. The victim said he thinks the robbers are part of a scam. They just took his phone, though. Usually, a scam. Involves more than just like knocking on someone's door and punching them in the <laughs> face. <laughs> well, the scam would be, you know, like oh, okay. we, that, we yeah, get them all worked right. up. They think a, mas- a masseuse is coming over. Right. Who comes over? Us. What do we do? Massage him? No. We punch him in the face and take his phone. Well, you know what? Uh, I mean, look, that's a terrible story, and I hope they catch these guys. But um, this guy, in a way, he kind of, I mean, assuming he wasn't hurt too badly, I mean, he's lucky that he wasn't killed. Yeah, sex is dangerous. Sex is very dangerous. Because this guy got killed, the other guy, the gay guy in uh, Dumbo. Dumbo. Well, I think, wait, that wasn't in. It was in Dumbo. The other one was. Oh, which this the, guy? Uh, talk about the financier, yeah. He's oh. Like, yeah. Does, doesn't he look quite a bit like Ruth Bader Ginsburg? <laughs> he looks like Fred Armiston playing Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, it's weird. He's CEO of Infraxis. Infraxis is an infrastructure uh, investment, uh, investment firm. firm, yeah. Uh, that's the only smart data platform for infrastructure investing. This guy's from, uh, by the way, Australia. He's from oh. uh, Geraldton, Western Australia. Oh, I see. Oh, uh, so, okay, so he's really like kind of a rube. He didn't know what he was getting into. Well, you know, it seems as if he tried to do his research. Maybe he had a heart attack or something. There's no sign of trauma. People die of heart attacks during rough sex sometimes. He yeah, was 57. He might not have been able to handle it anymore. He may have been, you know, look, they could have been using poppers and all kinds of different... Um, yeah, the amyl nitrate. Well, amyl nitrate... Is a popper, right? Amyl nitrate was the original poppers. With, I mean, apparently those are kind oh, of man, hard yeah. to come by. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm an OG. Right. I mean, nowadays, ass sex. what they use, they use for poppers is just like... Lube. No, it's like solvents. It's like heavy duty. It's like cl- cleaning salt. It's like, and is is it in a pill? Like no, a, like a thing you pop open no, or whatever? No, no it's just in just, a little bottle. You just huff like Rush. That yeah, stuff that's yeah, called Rush. Yeah. yeah, you get it at truck stops. And so the Wait, idea they is, they sell it in truck stops for people to like. Well, they did it one time. Okay, I haven't been on the road in a few years, <laughs> but they would. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes they used to sell it. They would call it videotape cleaner. Right. Yeah, that's funny. I, I, I seem to recall that. Now, isn't the idea that you inhale this and it makes your asshole loosen up? Is that the idea? Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, hey, who doesn't want that? I mean... Well, I think it also just kind of like gives it gives you a rush and you get all kind of like um, lightheaded and... Um, yeah, I tried it. It wasn't for me. Uh, but uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's an inhalant. It's an inhalant. Did you ever sniff glue? It's like sniffing glue. <laughs> what? It's not a straight-up admission. I sniffed glue in 10th grade quite a bit, and I, I, what I didn't get to is paint, and I'm glad, because you sniff silver paint, then that's how they find you. You may be retarded, but you're like the Tin Man, you know? Yeah, paint all over your face? Yes. It's so... Um, that To me, that is the funniest drug, you know, because it's just, it, it's just so dumb. What does glue... 
it, glue just makes you kind of dizzy, right? Or Rubber cement was uh, it, it used. I'll tell you what it did. I would listen to the Ramones' first album or Rocket to Russia. Take your pick. Okay. And it made the guitars sound like chainsaws, like oh. for real, like chainsaws, you know, and, except like really high pitched cartoon chainsaws. And it made me think of hundreds of thousands of frogs, sort of uh, jumping in patterns and stuff like that, like like in an organized like an organized dance of frogs. Uh, huh. And it put you in that Quite world. A hallucination. It put you in that world. <laughs> it was very consistent too. It put me in that world for about ten seconds. Yeah, maybe ten twenty seconds. That's that sounds pretty much like what um poppers do. Anyways, I, I they might have been doing that. It's some kind of vasodilate dilator, I believe. It it opens up your um you know your arteries and your vein. It gets gets your blood really pumping, I guess. So mm, I suppose okay. you know I think it could easily cause a um. A heart attack. Yes. Or a stroke, even, maybe. Sure. So maybe that's what happened. Yeah. It, and then the guy was, whoever the, the, the person that he was with was, just, like, freaked out and ran. Yeah, he said, I'll let the houseboy take care of it. The fucking... Yeah, the house guest. <laughs> yeah, there's a 30-year-old house guest here. I wonder if the house guest has to move out now, probably, right? Like, this guy's sister or whatever is flying in from Australia. Mm. She's like, you can't stay here. <laughs> it's like now you've got to get out. This is I'm sorry. No. Uh before he died, he told me uh I could if anything stay, happened. I could live here forever. <laughs> I mean <laughs> at least like six months. Uh by the way, if you're in Geraldton, I have for you as an added attraction, your weather in Geraldton, Western Australia. Sunny skies all week with mild temperatures and no rain. Highs in the low 20s, around 7 for the low temperature wow. this week. Monday, the wind southeasterly until Thursday. That's Monday through Wednesday. And then Thursday, when winds, they're going to tend northeasterly, if, those, if you're one of those who pays attention to the wind. Are those um, Leading Fahrenheit or Celsius? It's Celsius. Okay, okay. Which is uh, around 50 to 70. Yeah. And uh, that's your weather in Geraldton, if you're there. Uh, now, uh, it, is a, win- it is winter down there now. Is it? Well, it's if that's a, that's a mild ass winter, you know, isn't yeah. it? Is it fall? Because it's just becoming summer. Should it be fall? Well, it's just becoming summer, so it's just becoming winter there. What year is it there? <laughs> I think it's like in the past. 19. <laughs> <laughs> that city has quite a history. They've got this. Uh, they've got a monument there to some uh, fuckers who uh, died on a ship. Oh god! And if you want to see it, you got to go all the way the fuck down to Western Australia. Oh, may I just uh, comment on hmm. uh, a case? Now, we, this is something that, that I did mention uh, on the Compound Media, uh, New York City Crime Report, on a Monday show, live. However, uh, I wanted you to know about it. According to police, over 89 videos, along with 3,000 images of children, young nude females between the ages of six months and 16 years old, engaging in sexual conduct on an adult male, found on the laptop of the president of the Manhattan Young Democrats, 29-year-old Jacob Schwartz. Oh, that's brutal. Yes. They're nursing still, right? Some of them. I mean, Probably, some women sure. nurse until the fucking kid's five. So six months, definitely, it, it's not as if, I'm not trying to say, oh, they, a 10-year-old, that's really, normal. They you can't know? really sit up. I'm not saying that. Uh, yeah, they can't. What? <laughs> can't even sit up, much less get on all I mean, fours. You, you can prop them up, like in the corner of a couch, and they'll like giggle and stuff. But they're not 
old enough to. How disgusting this is. Uh, the Young Democrats' trove for porn uh, included depictions of children engaging in oral sex and being penetrated. Schwartz was fired by Mayor de Blasio after the story was reported in the newspaper of record, the New York Post. He's a Kipps Bay resident. That's a very, very Tony neighborhood. He's been under investigation since last November. He's charged with promoting sexual performance of a child and promoting sexual performance of a child under the age of 16. Wow. It's two different things, I guess. You know, can I just add something here? I don't Please. think I've told you this, but one time um, the Manhattan Young Democrats held a um, forum about something. It was an issues forum, but I was the moderator. You moderated a forum. For the Manhattan Young Democrats. Yes. And um, he was probably there. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Mind blown. I know, I know. Well, uh, you know what he what he is, is he's a, a member of an acapella group. Oh, I mean, I always assume that half the members of any acapella group are probably like pedos, so that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, here's how they sound. I have to say, the worst part is when they go, ah! <laughs> that sounds really, um, that's, that's grotesque. Yeah, so they're not especially good. They're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> they're really bad. I don't understand. I mean, isn't acapella groups, this is what you do when you're in college. What's the point of having one? That That is annoying, though. And there's a guy with a deep voice, too. He says, you never give me a chance. Which, um, which one is he? Do you know? He's the tall, thin one. It's always On the, the left? The bass vocal. If, you, if the, Yeah, it's always the guy who, who's tall and thin. And uh, yeah, he's a freak. He's yeah, he's yeah, he's a he's of a freakish height. Uh, I, don't I wonder like, if he has like Kleinfelter syndrome. What's is that a height thing? Like Richard Richard Speck had it. What is it? Uh, I think it's like extra X chromosomes. Uh huh. Sometimes they're very tall and have a weird kind of <laughs> weird lankiness. Um. Male gynecomastia, <laughs> like with breasts, um, mental retardation. Did you do something to this recording? <laughs> no. <laughs> this is actually how they sound. They're really bad. They are something else. KP Quartet. Who the hell at like 30 years old is like, let's have a let's a, yeah. acapella doo-wop quartet. Hey, guys, let's go uh, stand on the corner, set a trash can on fire, and, uh, you know, just kind of sing some old uh, Dion Shannon, Del Shannon songs, Jesus. Dion and the Belmonts. Oh, it's going to yeah. be great. Look, guys, uh, I have never spoken to a woman. It seems like that's the one kind of music that is guaranteed to never get you any pussy. Um, what, like doo-wop? Acapella. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Nobody watches that. It's just, man. It's not like super... Um, that guy with the... Oh! I gotta get that. Yeah. Well, are you uh, very familiar with um, the legal system here? 
By the way, Seth, before we before we get into that, oh my God, this I have to mention to you. We spoke about electric bicycles and what a menace they are. Oh yeah, I hate those. They uh, and 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 this, these are people who are they're not riding a motorcycle, they're not licensed or anything like that. By the way, someone got angry about our comments about people riding motorcycles. This was expressed to me on, on the Facebook page for New York City Crime Report. Signed off the podcast forever. He's done with it. I thought that was a little extreme. He's like, I've uh, enjoyed the show. He said something like this. I've enjoyed the show, but uh, your uh, comments about motorcycles were just too ignorant and myopic uh-huh. for me to stand. It was a, I think we were just kind of uh, being dicks, you know? Well, <laughs> I think you said that you found it annoying how loud they are. Yes. And it is annoying. I don't think anyone can deny that. But here's the thing is uh, motorcyclists are really, um, they're cultish. They're really intolerant. They're, they're just really into this hobby of theirs and how great it is. And It's not the machine itself. It's the culture of uh, people get on dirt bikes and beat the shit out of uh, young fathers. You know, they, they beat this guy uh, within an inch of his life. Uh, a couple. Remember that when they they just oh sure gang sure. beat this guy. Now uh, I know that that's not something that happens every day. No, and uh, nor have I personally ever witnessed uh, a gang of bikers shutting down the West Side Highway so they could pop wheelies. However, uh, hey, look, uh, no big deal. I like motors. I like people on motors. One of our fans, one of our fucking most long term fans, a guy named Nick. He's been riding his motorbike around the world for five years. That's a good thing to do on a motorbike. Hey, Nick, how are you? Hope you're listening still. Hope you're not with uh, my buddy here on the Facebook page. Yeah, that guy's a dick. <laughs> and I take back what I just said about motorcyclists. Only that guy's the intolerant one. <laughs> uh, so we, now we have these bikes, electric bikes. These are electric bikes that um, have no... They're illegal in New York City. And yet we see them. We see them everywhere. Uh, they're mostly driven by delivery guys. Yes. Uh, a mystery gunman on an electric bicycle hosed down a sidewalk with hot lead early Saturday morning near the meatpacking district outside the high-end deli around 325. 320, 14th, between 8th and 9th. Six 9mm rounds fired from the two-wheeler hit four, 141, 242, 135. Three of the four hospitalized, two touchdowns and a pick. Police seeking two in connection with the shootings. Ricardo Daniel, 31, 5'9", 150 and 5 feet, 140-pound, 22-year-old Paola Betances. Earlier seen at 252 14th between 6th and 7th, dancing at Ipanema Bar. Police ask anyone with information to call 800-577-TIPS. You know, I actually um, had, this was a while ago this happened, right? Oh, it was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I actually asked the police commissioner about this at yeah. a press conference. You did. And well, I, I wanted to know if it was this gang is the, related. This is the one that you asked. Uh, is uh, yeah, and, and did, what did it, does, is this where he expressed that he would be uh, on that? Uh, I didn't know it was an electric bicycle at the time. Oh. I wish I had known, because it's just the way it was written up, again, trying to show the perfect victim. See, here's the thing. that The media doesn't want to... Um, get the word out about electric bicycles and what a menace they are mm-hmm. because because um, it makes regular bicyclists uh, look bad or something well yeah and they're and, really all about the cycles but also because they know that electric bicycles are mostly ridden by um 
delivery drivers. Delivery guys. Who, who are mostly immigrants. Who are mostly immigrants. And, I see. And largely illegal immigrants. So I think they're... So, right, you're right. That's why they would leave that out. They don't they want to attract attention out. to that. Right. Because they're like, hey, we got to do something about these fucking immigrants. <laughs> That's the way a lot of people would take that. Uh, you know, the regular bikes are just bad. You know, the guy killed a woman uh, who was like some CBS executive in Central Park or... Few, like I guess oh, a year and a half right. yeah. on his bike on his bike yeah just riding a bike so getting the hit guy, by a bike you think like oh that's a joke that's no joke these in, in, in these city streets they're fast well I'm kind of tempted um, I'm frequently tempted like say I'm crossing the street and there's a biker sort of coming my way mm. and he's like out of the way like I wonder how plausible would it be like, while he's brushing right in front of me, if I were to sort of check him, mm-hmm. would I get hurt? I mean, he's going really fast. I mean, obviously, I could could I knock a guy off his bike without getting hurt myself? Uh, you could, and I could. Uh, yes, for sure. In fact, there's a video of a policeman doing that. Oh, yeah. And it was... And, and I used to see that and go... I mean, years ago, I first saw it, and I thought, that's, why is he attacking that biker? And now I get it. I've been living here a little longer, and I say, I know exactly why he did that. But I think that there was a there was a certain thing that was going on. Yeah, he yeah, was in yeah. the wrong place. Right. Uh, this wasn't supposed to be happening. Uh, there's also a guy who uh, got tackled on a bike when Obama was driving uh, right, up with his, right. uh, that was a very amusing thing. Well, because the biker was like, oh, yes, there's a... Uh, roadblocks and there's police hmm. but I'm on a bike so I can just go right through all that you're right people on bikes sometimes feel as if they want I, I, it seems as if now the rule is you're supposed to respect them like a car even yep however um, they do things that you're not supposed to do because they're on a bike they go the wrong way up one way uh, avenues they ride on the sidewalk they ride in the street. They carry them down into the subway. I, it always kills me when, when you know somebody with a bike. You're allowed to do that. Well, maybe you are allowed, but it isn't courteous. If the man spread is such a big deal, which of course it's not. Right. Why is why is taking a bike on the subway considered like? Because very often I see somebody standing with their bike, taking like in front of a whole like three seat. Oh sure, area, yes, you know? yes, yes. And there's hardly any place to stand on a subway. Uh, with a bike where it's not just taken up an excessive amount. No, you're, you know, right. you're talking about a subway, you're, you're taking your uh, backpack off. I do, you know, right. to like put it on the ground so I'm not taking up all this extra space. Today was a very uncomfortable ride on the subway for me. It's only three stops, but I did not enjoy it. Something about Pride Weekend, everybody is out, I guess, and everybody was on the train at the same time. I've never yeah. seen a packed train on a Sunday in, in like four in the afternoon. That's crazy, right. but it was packed. And people don't make room for you. And some of these people are very young. And I'll tell you another thing. Uh, have, did you notice that uh, something about Pride uh, Pride Day, it really, people dress very, uh, in very revealing clothes. I'll say. Yeah. Uh, and, and there seems to be a sexuality in the air, and people are in a generally good mood. So well, that's fine. I say Pride Day every day. That's okay. Um I saw a lot of big ass cheeks on these girls, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, One thing, uh, just back to the comment about backpacks. Yes. Because this is, um, 
along with bicycles. That's kind of a big thing for me is um, when people wear their backpacks, especially on elevators or subways. Yeah. I have a nice little trick I do, which is I just pretend that the... Because people, I think, they have their backpack on, so they're like, oh, my backpack, it's an extension of me. Everybody has to walk around it. Right. So my attitude is like a backpack doesn't exist. So I just, like if, say, someone's standing there with a backpack, I just walk right through the backpack, (laughs) which then forces them to pivot. Uh Uh-huh. Because there's so much weight, their their center of gravity is totally thrown You're, off. Yeah, they have very little defense for that, if not expected. They have none. And you can spin them around like a top. You can, basically. And they're, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, if they say anything, I'm like, oh, I, I'm sorry, was I in the way of your backpack? Yeah. <laughs> well, a certain kind of person, you'll do that, too. Usually the kind of person carrying a backpack, you feel completely safe. Right. What, Projecting that kind of hostility. Not like he just got out of the can today or something, right? Usually not. But, yeah. You, Although, you, have a, you carry around a little hostility. I oh, think. my God. Let me just tell you one funny story. So I'm walking um, on 8th Avenue with my wife, and there were these two guys, like, one of them standing, like, kind of in a phone booth, and the other one standing, like, talking to him on the sidewalk. And they're looking at each other, but they're taking up basically the entire sidewalk with their conversation. <laughs> yes. There's, like, a... A lot of space between them. So um, I just walk between them, right? As anyone would. No big deal. And then I hear this guy, this like bantam sort of like little tough guy, and he's like, hey, yo, yo, hey, hey, yo. <laughs> what the fuck? And I turn around, and he's like, yo, don't ever disrespect me like that, blah, blah, blah. Don't, I'll fuck you up in front of your woman, blah, blah, blah. Jesus fucking Christ. And I guess the thing is. I guess you're not the hostile one. Right, no That's kidding. Ridiculous. Well, I was just like, I looked at him, I'm like, uh-huh. And my wife is like, yeah, keep up the good work, which I appreciated. Yeah. But like... <laughs> see, Wait, the funny she thing... She was saying that to you? <laughs> no, to him. Oh, I thought you meant sarcastically. Just no, like, no, she said it to him. Keep up the good work. Look, you would be a fucking idiot to address this. You know what I mean? To oh, go yeah. back and like, I mean, like, you'd be a... What? What'd you say? What, huh? what I wanted to say was like, um, what I should have said was like, look, hey... You're not in Rikers anymore. <laughs> You're not upstate. You're back on the street. This isn't, I didn't just walk through a conversation on the tier. Yeah. Like he clearly <laughs> was confused about where he was and like what was proper, what was improper. Probably in prison, you don't walk between two people having a conversation. Yeah. I guess you don't. But, you know, I mean, he's got to learn. He's got to come back to. Everything's cool out here. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to fight you. Right. Nobody wants to get into Nobody's all that. trying to disrespect you yeah. or like steal your commissary. <laughs> <laughs> really? It does you don't have to build status out here. No one's gonna notice that you stood up for yourself just now. Exactly. If I disrespect you, you don't win any points with anybody. No. I have a story for you next week about a Brooklyn granny who was robbed in a push in home invasion kind of caper. They barged in and they got a briefcase with all her jackpot winnings that she got in Atlantic City. You know how much? $100,000. Good Lord. Yep. So this is a, the tip, I guess a Crime Stopper tip, or how about a keep your money tip? If you have any gambling winnings, keep it to yourself. Don't advertise that shit. Yeah, seriously. If you're enjoying uh, the program, you should check out uh, Patreon.com if you feel like uh, doing that It's it, since it's monthly. Say hello to my uh, supporters there. Thanks so much for supporting the show. You're doing great. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed the uh, special of the month, the video special of the month. 
That was a that was an odd story about us. I, see, special of the month. That's at the listener's suggestion. It doesn't have to be about New York City. It could be anything. It could be else. And it was Australia in this case. A guy in Brisbane, a chef. He moonlighted as a sex worker. He had a sex worker transsexual spouse who threatened to out him to his parents. So killed his spouse, and then uh, he was found with her feet in a pot on the on the stove, cooking them. It smelled like, you know, tranny feet, and uh, that's how he was caught. But that terrible smell. He had to call an electrician because he fucking blew out a thing. It's a very interesting story. Good and, Lord. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's only available on Patreon.com. Oh. Now, uh, and, and you get it in the video form if you're a $10 a month supporter. You get to actually see the video. It's in seven parts. over an hour long. Uh, two very funny guys. It's Jeff Kaplan. Oh. And uh, Lindell Blind. Very funny guys. And so they were great guests. And so that was a great story. Great fun. Uh, that podcast is only available there. Check it out if you're interested. And also, uh, Compound Media fans, thank you for listening to this show. If you're not watching on Compound, that is, it's, it's a really fun show. To do. I think that, in not only that, thousands of hours of really, really funny stuff from a variety of people. Uh, Gavin McKinnis, uh, Anthony Cumia, and uh, Tlaib Stark. I'm on Tlaib Stark show now. Uh, we do a segment called the NNFL, and it's all about crime. And it's about uh, crime all over the country. So I like making an appearance on there. I like going on Eastside Dave's show and playing the piano a little bit. Eight shows now. Michael Malice added recently. Happy to have you aboard anytime you want to go to Compound Media. Al Martin was a guest on this show that I posted there that ended up being about wrestling. Very good. Well, I'll talk to you next week. Uh, thanks for more time. Oh, Seth Barron. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime. Is it over? Find out how to get extra content and bonus material from this and other shows. Go to patreon.com slash pattixonnyc. Check it out. Support New York City Crime Report. Go to patreon.com slash pattixonnyc. A lot of racial shit this year. A lot of racial shit. <laughs> White people are crazy. Ah, fuck. Tell everybody where we can find your writing, because it's great. Your article today about city, uh, everything going on in the city government, and the slamming the New York Times, which is uh, dishonest, the failing New York Times. Yeah, the failing New York Times. Yeah, uh, I had a piece today in the New York Post. Um, you can just look up Seth Barron, B-A-R-R-O-N. Find some of my... Um, my witty writing for this for the New York Post. I've written. I write for City Journal frequently. Um, I have a website, City Council Watch. Yeah, give them. Yeah, I, I found. Give them one thing. So, uh, if there's one thing, what would oh, that that's be? so smart. I'm like overdoing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I said just just Google me. Was that sarcastic? Just now? That no, was... you're right. Oh, I, that's I, so smart. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't didn't mean it that way. I'm really bad at like self promotion, marketing. Oh, I uh, know what you mean. Uh, the, your story today it's called the New York. Uh, this New York Times story exposes the papers' liberal hypocrisy. Listen, if you're a liberal person, I have nothing against you. You know what? You Even what liberals would. I, I had on Twitter. I had a bunch of people who are liberals, Democrats. They were like, "You're totally right." Because the piece that I wrote today, it's not so much about liberal conservative ideology. It's just about how New York City is a one-party state. And when that happens, like for the Democrats control the city, you just get a lot of corruption. You get a lot of laziness. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and you get situations where, uh, where people can win a seat and then just give it to their wife. Or yeah, or give it, give it... Well, yeah, I mean, because... 
the way it works is the Democrat is going to win. So someone will run for like the incumbent decides he wants to retire, mm-hmm. but he wants to control who gets the seat or the party does. So um, he'll win the nomination and then announce his retirement. And since he's already won the nomination, the ballot to fill the ballot vacancy, the county committee decides who's going to be the replacement. So it's just this this little trick they have where the 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 political bosses can control who who takes the seat afterward and then holds it forever. Um, you know, it's just kind of a dirty trick. Yeah, if it was on forty eight of the city council members are Democrats. Yeah, how yes. hard is it to be? Could I get on the city council? Oh, definitely. Really? Oh, absolutely. I'm surprised you're not already. <laughs> It's not easy. I mean, there's a lot of, look, there's a lot of people who want to get these jobs and they're, yeah. they, the Democrats have a very deep bench. There's like, you know, probably a dozen people in any district who are, who have been either staffers or district leaders. Oh, or, so they've kind of got one up on like a comic. With mm, a, uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. All right. I don't think you're, you're um, ideologically probably not suited to um, win in this area either. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. the problem is you kind of have a copiously documented public record of your opinions. <laughs> you would make opposition research very easy. I, I, okay. So, now you're presenting a lot of problems. I'm not hearing a lot of solutions here. You know uh, I mean? Well, I'm not your consultant. <laughs> so I'm not that well, worried about that. I'm I just telling you it, it would be very... So I'm taking it you don't accept the job that I'm offering you. Probably not. Well, then check this out, Okay. There's a here, here. Here's your obese judge right here. Yeah, I want to. I, I want to hear about the one who um, okay. makes diarrhea. 